faith ministry would not be possible. Um, it was Pastor Jason and his wife, Pastor Rachel, that um, helped solidify uh, uh, the, the fact that God did have his hand on me for ministry. And through uh, pray, a lot of prayer, this came about and the direction of this podcast came about. So tonight what I'm going to be doing, and this is um, this, another episode in our Stepping Out of Our Comfort Zone series. This is episode number four or part four from this. So tonight's uh, focus is going to be on the topic of forgiveness. So before I dive too much into this, um, I want to back up with a little story or a a true account that's from my life. So many, many years ago, um, back in the late 90s, I was dealing with something that I, I didn't even realize this. I was carrying around this bitterness, this anger. I was always pent up, frustrated. Finally, you know, I, I decided to talk to my pastor, and my pastor at the time is Pastor Les out of uh, Cocoa First Assembly in Cocoa, Florida, and um, decided to talk with him, and Pastor Les has a really good gift of counseling. So he, he and I spoke for a while, and he discovered that, you know, I had held some unforgiveness towards somebody that, uh, that was actually pretty close to me, but I had held some unforgiveness there. I don't want to go into what caused this, but I was holding this in me, and it was causing me to be pent up and yeah. angry and bitter and frustrated all the time. I mean, I was like something ready to explode all the time. So he shared with me a bunch of scriptures about forgiveness and challenged me to go home and read through these things and study through them. So when I did, I realized that there is somebody that I need to forgive, and I did. I forgave that person. And what's really, I mean, there's times where we pray for something and we see it come to fruition over time. This one happened almost immediately when I forgave this person without even telling the person that I forgave them it was like this huge weight lifted off my shoulders fast forward to um, about two two and a half weeks ago um, there's a we go to um, on Sunday afternoons we go to this place called the hub up in McLean Texas and there was a guest speaker at the hub and it was Dr. Bill Henderson. He was one of the members of the original power team. Well, one of the things he shared in, in his message, he shared a lot of things. He's a wealth of knowledge. Yes. Um, one of the things the he shared. Bible. He is. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Um, one of the things he shared was that for po- people wanting their next breakthrough, one of the things that's stopping us from going on this next breakthrough is that we haven't forgiven people. Yes. So we're supposed to. From what he said, we're supposed to, and I believe this too, we're supposed to forgive everybody of everything. Yeah. So what happened was he challenged all of us to take a moment and pray and ask the Holy Spirit, is there somebody in my life or people in my life that I've not forgiven? Please bring that to my attention. And then he challenged us when the Holy Spirit does bring that to your attention to do it, to do it, to, yeah. do it, to deal with it. Well, what happened was there were two people that... I, I didn't pay any much mind to it, but there was two people from my past that I had held a lot of unforgiveness to, but these two people had hurt me pretty severely. Uh, they, they had caused me a lot of pain at the time, and I care, apparently been carrying all this all these years, and I didn't even realize that. So I, to me, I, I'm just like, I mean, I, I guess part of me knew that I needed to do this, but part of me is just like, I'm not even going to pay much attention to this because I don't want to think about that stuff. So I did have to deal with it. So when we're looking at forgiveness, um, 
Well, there's it's, it's such a major barrier. You think about that unforgiveness. There's there's very few barriers that are as limiting and as as deadly as unforgiveness. Yes, it's it is. It's very limiting, and and it is deadly because yep. of what it can do in our own lives. It causes us a stress level that really shouldn't be there. Exactly, and we don't have to thank God. We don't have to carry that. Mm-hmm. We can, and it just takes a moment. Just takes a moment to be free of it. So one of the scriptures I'd like to turn to for, for forgiveness is um, it, it begins with what people call the Lord's Prayer. I like to call it the model prayer because basically Jesus was modeling what prayer is. And in this, he says, and we, a lot of people know this prayer. Um, Our Father, I'm reading from the ESV, so it might sound a little bit different than what we're used to in the King James. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this daily, our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, or some of our translations might mean trespasses, yeah. as we forgive, as we have forgiven our debtors, or as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yeah. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Then Jesus in verse 14 starts off with, or continues with, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. But right before this, and it says, you know, forgive us our sins as we forgive, or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Then it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And right after that, it's like it's sandwiched. The first part of the sandwich is, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Then it's deliver us from, um, uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then the back part of the sandwich is, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you yours. If you don't, I'm, I'm paraphrasing right now, but if you don't forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Now that's the ESV. And what's neat about having my pastor here is um, we get to have, look at different versions without me having to do all, all the work. <laughs> I believe my pastor reads from a lot of times right now from the NLT. Yes, and if you want, it says, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Refuse. Uh, that's, yeah, a, that's a powerful word because that's what happens a lot of times is we hold this unforgiveness and and we're refusing to forgive. So this is a translation that I've not pulled out yet on our podcast. And um, this is a past the passion translation. And whether you have a conviction about this, maybe being a paraphrase or an actual translation, here's what I know. If we look at it through this, it gives us kind of a fresher eye than what we're already used to. So it, it, I like some of the ways the passion puts things. It so, puts some things in front of our face. That's like, mm-hmm. wow, God, wow, God. <laughs> And the way this one words it, I'll, go, I'll, ba- I'll back up to verse 12. Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For if you are the king who rules with power, for you are the king who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. And then Jesus goes on to say in verse 14, and again, this is from the Passion Translation. And when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your Father withholds forgiveness from you. 
that's some harsh words. I love how it said that. Did you catch that? It says, release forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say, if you're withholding this forgiveness. I mean, that, that to me is so powerful because when we release forgiveness, there's so many other things that God releases in our life. Yes. I mean, the blessings and the benefits and, and, and all that, that comes when we just release. It's like the floodgates of heaven open. And all this, like you talked about in your, your, your account there, when, you know, all of a, instantly your shoulders come up, your countenance changes, your, 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 your face. I mean, everything physically changes because we've released something we weren't supposed to hold on to. Yeah, and, and, and it does that. It does that because unforgiveness weighs us down. I'm going to jump into that a little bit more in a minute. So I did a little word study on the word forgive. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce the Greek alliteration from it, but um, basically it's a verb. And here's some things that it actually means. And this comes from the Strong's Concordance. Yeah, it has to do with forgiving, of course, forsaking, laying aside, leave let alone, let it be, let go, let have, omit, put away, yeah. send away, remit, suffer, yield up. That suffering's real because some we've had... I mean, it's not somebody that um, made us angry for a quick moment. Yeah. Some of the stuff we hold unforgiveness for is some steep, some, we've had hurt deep. We hurt terrible I mean, things. Yes. Some, some terrible, terrible things. things. Things that people should have never had to go through. Yes. And then um, it also means to give up to, and keep no longer, to permit, allow not, allow not to hinder, to give up a thing to a person, to leave or go away from in order to go to another place. I like that. Yeah. To depart from one and leave him to himself so all mutual claims are abandoned, to leave something behind. So here's kind of where I want to go with this. It's um, In Greek, it's an aorist verb, which I'm, I have a minimal education in Greek. I took it in seminary, and I have about a sixth grade education in Greek, so... <laughs> And it was a few years ago, and I've not been current with it, so I can't pretend to be a Greek scholar. I'm not. But one way to think of this, an aorist verb is like a past tense verb, but that's just scratching the surface, okay? So what I like to do is think about it as though you're in a helicopter or a hot air balloon riding over a parade, rather and compare that to being part of the parade, okay? So rather than just looking at the hurt, the disappointment, what you see right in front of you, yeah, look at the on. bigger picture. Come on. And that includes frustration that somebody caused us. We should see the biggest picture, the bigger picture. Jesus forgives us. And we don't have the right to hold unforgiveness over others or even ourselves. That's it. That's it right there. That's it. You know, and Jesus is the ultimate picture of forgiveness. I mean, just to put it point blank, every human being on the planet has sinned, including me, has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. Our sin deserves a price. It, it has a price to it. Yeah. The penalty is eternal death. But we have this gift of Jesus, and he offers forgiveness of our sins. And 1 John 1, 9 says yes. clear that if we, confess, if we our confess our sins, he, he being Jesus, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us for all, all unrighteousness. Thank God. So what Jesus' forgiveness to us does is it puts us in a position, not where we didn't sin. Come on. Of course we've sinned. 
But it, we, because of Jesus' forgiveness, if we've received that, we stand blameless. That's it. The devil can accuse us all he wants, but Jesus will look and say, no, he's blameless. It's that old song. Did you ever hear that song, What Sin? I think so. It's a beautiful song, and it reminds me of the scripture. I think we read it this morning. It talks about God removes that from us because of what Jesus did and because of his blood. That sin is as far from us as the east is from the west. It will never touch us again. And another way to say that is that I believe the Passion Translation put it like it's from sunset to Uh sunrise to sunset. Yes. That's how far it's gone. Never, never meet, never meet. (laughs) So it's... um. So this verb is also an active verb, yeah. um, which also speaks of its intentionality compared to being passive. So we have to carry out the action. We must actually choose to forgive, even when it makes us uncomfortable. That's why I put this as part of our, um, yeah. our uh, Stepping Out of Our Comfort Zone series. It's, we have to choose to forgive even when it makes us uncomfortable, well, even you know though what? we're hurt. It's going to make us uncomfortable. It is. It, it's never, you know, and it's a lot easier to say than to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing I think a lot of times people accuse us. Well, you know, I hear you talk about this. I hear you say this. Yeah, well, we're not talking about something we haven't had to walk through. Yeah. We haven't had to do. And it's, yeah, it's. And here's something forgiveness doesn't do, though. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't excuse the wrongness. Does That's it. it. Okay. That's it. So. It, didn't, it doesn't excuse natural consequences of sin. So David, back in the Old Testament, David sinned. Uh, he had a grave sin. It was a really bad thing. He, I mean, a lot of us know the story. He committed adultery with a lady named Bathsheba. He basically seduced her. I mean, when the king approaches her, she's not going to say no to the king, even though she's married, happily married. But then he got her pregnant through that adulterous act and tried to cover it up by having her husband sleep with her. But he had too but, uh, much integrity. He t- yeah. slept on the porch outside. Yeah. He didn't want to do that. He was like, no, no I'm not going to go sleep with my wife when all these men are out here protecting the country. So when Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, refused to do this, David sent him out to the front lines had and killed. had him killed. Basically signed a death, ex- uh, a death sentence, an execution order for him to be put on the front lines and the front lines withdraw, making sure he dies. So David committed murder and adultery. When God confronted him, we I believe we get Psalm 51 as a result of that. And where David is asking forgiveness of sins, asking yes. Oh, yes. for the Lord to restore the joy of his salvation. And I believe the Lord did. Oh yes. However, there was that consequence. So the baby that was the product of this adulterous affair wound up dying as an infant. And there were some judgments pronounced on David's family. There was some bad stuff going on in this family. Some of his family, his his offspring were sexually assaulting each other. I mean, it was bad stuff going on in his family, but that's all the part of the consequence of sin. So, yeah, forgiveness doesn't excuse the sin. And in our life, forgiveness doesn't excuse people's sins. So when I was 13, I had a cousin that I was raised with. She was uh, just three months different than I am. Uh, we were the same exact age, and we were very close. At 13, I was living in Florida, and she was living in Massachusetts. Um, found out she was murdered. Oh, her and her mother were murdered. Oh, my. So um, it took a little bit for me to forgive that, but I knew it was necessary. So I did. I forgave it. So I, I, can, I can honestly tell you today that, yes, there is a natural consequence for their actions. And I think Massachusetts just gave them a slap on the wrist because if you did that mess in Texas, you, you'd be, you'd be uh, <laughs> really in it. But there is a natural consequence for their sin. 
they, they had to still go to prison. Yes, they committed a wrong. Yes, I do hope they turned to the Lord. Come on. That's it. Um, I don't know that they will, but I, I do hope they turn to the Lord. And if I ever see them, yes, I'm going to treat them decent. Yes, I'm going to forgive them. I mean, I already have forgiven them, but it, I mean, it's still, it doesn't excuse the wrong action. That's right. What it does, though, is it frees us up. That's it puts us in a place of obedience to the Lord's command, because this is not a suggestion. This is a command. command. Mm-hmm. It puts us in a position where we're following the Lord's command, and it frees us. So I like what Kerry Green in his podcast said, and I don't remember the name of the podcast, but it's, he, has a, he has a very short episode on forgiveness. He said, the heart that recognizes the need for forgiveness from God is also the type of heart that is motivated and moved to forgive others. So if you recognize the need to get forgiveness from God, that same heart can motivate you and move you to forgive others, even that they don't deserve it. We don't we deserve, didn't deserve it. No, we didn't deserve it. Still don't. So, so it's, um, you know, I like that quote by Carrie Green. So it's just, um, it's, it's a heart that we're asking forgiveness and we ought to forgive others. So another scripture here, Mark uh, chapter 11, verse 25 and 26, very similar to um, the Matthew 6 passage. Uh, Mark 11, 25 and 26. Let me flip over to there. I don't have it marked in this Bible. It's at 25. Yeah, Mark 11, 25 and 26. As long as I mark that down right. <laughs> yes. Um, let me back up just a little bit. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. What's your version say there? Oh, I like this. It says, this is verse 25. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against. <laughs> uh, that's pretty powerful. Forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. And that doesn't, you know, it doesn't negate that the fact that somebody hurt you. Um, the hurts we go through, they're real. they're real. Yeah, they're real. They're real. When somebody killed my cousin, I'm, you know, I can't go hang out with her. I can't call her on a phone. She has been murdered. And you still miss her to this day, don't you? Yes. I mean, that's very much. real. And it, it did a number on me. I was only 13, and one of my closest relatives had her life snatched from her by three selfish people yes. committing a horrific act. And they, they weren't sorry. They didn't care. So I was forgiving others doesn't depend on their own sorrow. Because here's the thing. These two people that I held unforgiveness for, and it wasn't the murderers. It was something else. These two people recently that I realized that I was holding unforgiveness for, they don't care that I held unforgiveness. Yeah. They the only, don't care. The only person that that hurts is us. Yes, it, it was the only one that hurt was us or me. Yeah. So um, going back, I'm looking at the Passion Translation to see what it says here in the Passion Translation. So let me find it. Yeah, those numbers are small, brother. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop here. I'm gonna start at verse 22 real quick in the Passion. Jesus replied, "Let the faith of God be in you. Listen to the truth I speak to you. Whoever says to this mountain with great faith and does not doubt, mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea, and believes that he 
that what he says will happen, it will be done. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be convinced that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, if you find that you carry something in your heart against another person, Come on. release him and forgive him so that your Father in heaven will also release you and forgive you of your faults. But if you do not release forgiveness, don't expect your Father in heaven to release you from your misdeeds. Mm. Now, that's harsh. But that's it's harsh. And you in, know what's amazing? I love that. Look at how great faith and bold faith, look at how important of a connection it has to our forgiveness mm -hmm. and our willingness to forgive others. I love how Nancy Harmon always said she's such a powerful mentor and uh, she was on us all the time and she said, be quick to forgive, be quick to forgive. And that has just stuck so much with me because you know too many times people say well I'm going to wait till they ask me or I'm going to wait till this or I'm going to wait till that no just be quick to forgive because it's going to affect our faith walk it's going to affect our love walk it's going to affect every relationship that we have yeah and there's times where we might think and I and I've been there I still get there at times if I'm not careful um all I had you don't know what this person's done to me I have every reason to be angry yes but the bible does say be angry and don't sin don't let the sun go down on our anger. Those are biblical godly principles that we need to live by. Why would Jesus say that? Because he wants us to live this warped lifestyle? No. He wants us living in freedom. He Come wants on. us walking in victory. That's it. Um, he wants our prayers to be answered more than we want our prayers to be answered, if you think about it. Yeah. He does. Um, so getting along with this story here, Here's one of the things that I'm going to look, go back in Matthew and we're looking at chapter 18. I'm going to read verse 21 through 35, see if I can get through that part without stuttering. It's weird. I can talk to my classes all day long without stuttering too much. But when I go to read something out loud, that's when I, I get caught doing that. So that's um, going to improve soon, though, because you're, <laughs> you're reading Dr. Bill's stuff out loud and you're reading. Yes. The, so that's that's coming. That's coming up. But brother. I'm not going to be writing my dissertation out loud. That's not. <laughs> I don't try to put nobody to sleep. I'll put the cats to sleep with everything with that. All right, so um, Matthew 18, starting at verse 21. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Some versions, I think, say 70 times seven. So, in other words, it's more of an infinite number. Right. Not, Jesus isn't putting a literal number on it. It's more of an infinite number. Verse 23, he give, Jesus gives a parable to illustrate this. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and a payment was made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. When that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, 
Have patience with me and I will pay you. He refused and went and went and put him in prison until he should pay, pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw that what had taken place, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported to their master all, uh, all that he had done, taken in place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, yeah. I forgave you all the debt, all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should you not have, and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also, my heavenly Father will do everything, or will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Yeah. There's a couple different translations there to end that in a different way. What's the NLT? How does that the NLT end that around? Uh, Verse um, 34 and 35, I think it was. Verse 34 says, Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. And I like what this translation says too back in the amounts. Back in verse 24, it says that the servant owed his master millions of dollars. And he, he could never pay that. And then, it, then when it comes down to the, the debt that he wasn't patient with, it says it was, where is that at? Just a few thousand dollars. So a few thousand dollars versus millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And it's just, and God's like that. He'll forgive us big, but when he forgives us big, we're supposed to forgive others. Yes. And that for others also includes ourselves. So yes. after my cousin had passed, I found it easy to forgive others. I, I did. It's, it wasn't that difficult for me after I got over that it wasn't that difficult for me. The hardest person in my life to forgive is myself because I know some of the th ways I think or I used to think, and, and I don't like how I used to think. I wish I could rewind the clock, go back and slap that person and slap him happy, but still. But you're not that person anymore. But I'm not anymore, that person anymore. God. But the hardest person in my life to forgive was not somebody else. Come it was on. myself. Come on. Okay. Um, John 8, 1 through 12. So there's a woman caught in adultery in John 8, 1 through 12. Let me flip over to there. Okay, John 8, 1 through 12. Um, Jesus went, into, went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came again to the temple, and people came to him. As he, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now, the law, now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such, a, such women. What, so what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. Now, a lot of people try to figure out what it is he wrote, but here's the deal with we this. We don't know. But here, here, here's, here's what one of my professors in seminary told me. He says, this is just really cool. I, he goes, and he heard it from somebody else. And he said, um, only God writes with his finger. That's how he wrote the initial Ten yep. Commandments. You're exactly right. And in Scripture, only God writes with his finger. Yep. So maybe that was just to show us who he is, but... These guys said this testing him, and I, I look at this now, and I think it's hilarious. I'm like, why are you testing? He knows you're testing him, but they didn't see him as God anyway. 
But he didn't even pay him no mind. That's what I love no, about it. He hardly he said anything. <laughs> and in verse 7, as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at this at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. Yeah. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones, and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on, sin no more. I love that verse. So, I love that verse. This um, there's past there's a passage out there says, "Judge not, lest you be judged." That kind of a thing. So the word study here, um, verse thirty-seven and thirty-eight, I believe it. Uh, my, I'm in the wrong passage. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of my own notes. So <laughs> this is what Jesus said here. Okay. He's like, let who is without sin among you be the first to cast that stone. But here's the deal. It's not saying we can't find fault in others. There's times where we have to correct others in a loving way, but that correction should be done in a loving way, not a right. way that condemns people. Speaking the truth in love. Yes. So this is what Jesus is trying to tell them. And I think that, you know, no one was left to accuse her. So he showed her mercy, too. So now I'm going to hop over to Luke chapter 6, and there's only two verses in this one. Luke chapter 6 verse 37 and 38. Luke 6, 37 and 38. Yes, there we go. I did get ahead of my notes here. That's the problem with writing a lot of notes. There's <laughs> so Luke, 36, uh, Luke 6, 37, 38. Judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Yes. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, Will you will be put into your lap, for with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. So, what's your um, what's your translation say there? It says, "Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will all come back against you. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full." pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. The mm. amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Isn't that the and truth? It, and that's the truth with And it's with everything. Yes. Everything. It is. It's the, that's the case when, when you're prompted by the Spirit to give to a, to a certain ministry or something. Like, um, um, I'm not saying it's to say, look at me. I, I give to um, Houston Faith Ministries. That is um, Pastor Jason and Pastor Rachel's ministry. This is the ministry that does the 630 in the morning services. Yes, we're hosting them here at Clarendon First Assembly, but it's, it's being done through Houston Faith Ministries. And I think it's important to sow into that. So that's one of the ministries I give to. I also give to uh, Alberta Health and Ministries Absolutely, because yes. I'm there every week. And what a blessing. And, and it's a blessing a to blessing. be able to do that. But what you give is going to be given back to you. So the Come amount on. you give, it, it show, it's reciprocal. And um, Same with grace. Same with mercy. Same with forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Same with love. I mean, all of this. And sadly, even with the opposite, if we're going around giving out condemnation, that's coming back to us. We don't yeah. like to talk about that, but... You know, the, the good is true, but the other side is true as well. If we're going around being harsh to everybody, 
well, it's it's coming back to us. Yeah. And and a lot of people take this this verse, Luke 36, 37, the very first part of that, and they break this out of context all the time. Well, the Bible says, don't judge or you won't be judged. It's the only verse some people know. It, it is. It's one of the only verses. <laughs> or that a portion people, of it. People, yeah, only portion of a verse. And they get that quote it perfectly. Uh-huh. Judge not lest ye be judged. They want to do it in King James. Yep. So, um. Here's the thing. And you, normally that follows after you've just taught or mentioned sin taught of any kind. Right. <laughs> and, I, and, and here's what my personal response to them, and, and, and it's not in the flesh, but here's what I do. Sometimes I've actually said this to people. <laughs> I'm like, well, you saying that to me, didn't you just cast Uh-oh. judgment on what I Uh-oh just said? Now. Uh-oh. So here's, here's a little word study on judgment. Um, it comes from the Greek word krino, and uh, it's to distinguish, to decide mentally or judicially by implication, to try to condemn, to punish, um, like avenging, concluding, condemning, damning, decreeing, determining, esteeming, esteeming, not esteeming, that's not even a word, and sentencing to. Yeah. That's the kind of judgment. It's not judging actions. So, you know, I've got a 14-year-old, and I'm careful with who he hangs around with. As you should be. I mean, there's when he was younger especially, but even even now, it, yes. I'm, I want to be careful with who he hangs around oh, yes. with. I'm That's not called just being him. a parent. Yeah. So there, in that sense, yes, I'm casting a judgment. I'm, 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 I need it as a parent. I better judge who hangs out with him. And I'm also judging some of his actions. You know, I will search the, I will search the Internet, his, his phone, for what he's gone through and what he's browsed through. I will search his computer to see what he's browsed through. Because and, you're, you're putting accountability. Right. You're, have, you're holding a standard up, and you're saying, okay, we're accountable. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Where, what's going on? You're, you're holding. And we've got to have brothers and sisters that love us enough to hold us accountable. Yes. And that is so important. Um, there was something I was holding on to, and I had a sister in the church that really cares a lot. And she, in a loving, caring way, says, hey, did you, did you toss that away yet? Did you get rid of that stuff yet? And I'm like, that's going to be done today. And I did it that day. Let this person know. And, you know, there's a comical story goes behind that because of what happened afterwards. But still, I, when, I, when that person asked me about that, I didn't see this person as judging oh, no. me. I saw this person as out of curiosity, as a friend, out of, as a sister in Christ, out of love, asking me this. Yeah. And, and, and that's how it was received. I believe that is how she intended oh, it. Yeah. Um, knowing her completely. heart. Completely. Yes, you know, completely. So... But this idea of judging is not making judgment calls, okay? If, you know, Pastor Jason's my pastor. If he sees me doing something silly or something that I shouldn't be doing, something that is dishonoring to the Lord, he is going to confront me. You know, this um, Pastor Alberta shared yesterday that, uh, or Apostle Alberta shared yesterday that shepherds don't negotiate with wolves. This man, I can promise you, does not negotiate with wolves. So if something's coming at me, he is going to make a judgment call. That is not the kind of judging that Jesus has said don't, don't do. What he is saying is we shouldn't, it's not our place to condemn somebody. That's yes, right. if somebody's hurt us, and I'm not belittling the hurt. The hurt is real. There is healing with that. Yes. But if you want that healing, come on, you've got to forgive. That's uh, the first step. If you step, want that breakthrough, if you want step. that healing that only God can provide, that yes. peace that passes any kind of understanding that humans can conjure up, we need to forgive. 
It's not excusing the deed, but Come it on. is releasing us from that bondage. And at that same time, it's releasing that bondage. It's freeing us. You know, this bondage, I'm jumping ahead in my notes, but we probably need to at this point. So um, this bondage we're held onto is like these big, heavy chains. Yeah. And these chains aren't made to just be unlinked. Okay. That's too passive for this. Yeah. Yeah. These chains that are binding us aren't just meant to be broken apart. They are meant to be shattered. Completely obliterated. So yes. if you can get a word picture here of a chain shattering and these shattered pieces becoming wings and flying mm. off into like an eagle's wing kind of a thing, that's the picture I'm getting with yeah. this. This forgiveness... Can't even be put back together. So be. many pieces no. that you can't build those chains back it's, again. It's like it's shattered beyond recognition. These bonds yes. need to be broken. And that bond of unforgiveness in your life that holds you down, because some of you watching this or hearing this on a podcast, some of some of us have these bonds that weigh us down, and we yes. can't hold that unforgiveness. First of all, it's a sin. Second of all, it's doing more damage to, to, to us than we ever thought possible. We don't need to be in that. We don't Amen. need to be caught up in that. We need to be caught up in the freedom. You know, I wasn't going to go here on this, but it, I, I think I need to. Um, salvation. Yeah. In order to get salvation, to be saved, we need forgiveness. But that word starts. saved is not just about getting out of hell free. Come on. That word saved includes deliverance. It includes victory. It includes healing. And yes. some of that healing is bodily healing, yes. yes. But it's also emotional healing, too. You know, I think you said, I don't remember if it was this morning, yesterday morning, but recently you had said something about, you know, we rejoice when somebody gets physically healed, but we ought to rejoice also when somebody has this spirit of depression just yes. shattered away from yes. their life and they're delivered from that. Deliverance is part of salvation. And, and if we're going to walk in the fullness of salvation, this is what we need. We need this forgiveness in our lives. We need to be forgiving others, receive the Lord's forgiveness. He's forgiven us much. We should do the same for others. Not because they deserve it. Come on. But because we have this capacity to love. Our heart recognizes we have the need to forgive. And that ought to motivate us and move us to forgive others. Yes, yes. So. I think that's kind of where I wanted to go tonight. That's awesome. Um, that's awesome. So, yeah, I don't, I don't need to read the rest of these notes. It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. That's part of this stepping out of our comfort zone series. I'm forgiving somebody else is not comfortable, but it's necessary. Yes. If we're going to walk in obedience, if you're going to walk in that victory that's included with our own salvation, it's necessary. So my prayer tonight is... Um, First of all, if you need to forgive somebody else in your life that you do so, you recognize that. So if you've not done that recently, ask the Holy Spirit, is there anybody in my life that I've not forgiven? And then my challenge for you is to forgive that person. Yes. Trust God to hurt, heal your hurt. Are you hurt? It's okay to admit that you are. But let God handle it. He's the best one to handle it anyways. Come on. Come on. I can't do much with my own hurt other than give it to him. We can make it all worse. It, that's the only thing I can do that's with it. it. So my prayer for you and my challenge for you is forgive those yes. who have hurt you. Ask the Lord. Maybe you don't have any unforgiveness in your heart, so you think, like I did a couple, a couple of weeks ago. But when the Lord brings that up, follow through with that and forgive that person. It's not easy, but it is a step in faith and, and is necessary. 
and sometimes it's a process. So I'm going to end by saying this one story, and this is a, this is a, um, I had a person at the church where I was pastoring come up to me and say she needed counsel. So we counseled, and you know I have procedures in place. When I was pastoring, I had a procedure in place to where if I'm counseling with a member of the opposite gender, Angela is around. She is, if not in that room with me, which I would prefer, she's right around that area, and the oh, windows yes. are all open, and the doors even open. But this person was okay with Angela sitting in the room. So anyways, we're counseling, and as she's talking to me, I'm realizing that this person has somebody in their life that they should be close to, but she's harboring this unforgiveness. So much like Pastor Les did for me, I did for her and shared with her the necessity about forgiving, going over some of these scriptures we went over tonight, but challenging her to go home and study this stuff for herself to see where the Holy Spirit's leading her. She come up she came up later on and said that you know she forgave this person and and it did a huge number in her it, it oh, completely yes. changed her and a few months later I had the honor and privilege of baptizing her that's awesome so forgiveness does set us free it really does and it's not easy but it really is necessary so yes. I hope this message has touched you uh, as you listen to this. And uh, if the Lord's challenging you on this, let me challenge you to look up the scripture for yourself. Pray about it. And as the Lord enlightens you about who you might need to forgive, be obedient to him. Because I promise, even though it's awkward, even though it's not easy, it is well worth it. And this is one of these times where you will definitely be blessed. And it's not just me promising this. The the Lord Lord. himself promises that. And that promise carries further than anything I could ever give you. Amen. So... Thank you for taking the time to listen tonight. Let me have a quick word of prayer with you, and then we'll be done for this broadcast. So, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word, for the forgiveness we have in you. Um, Thank you for challenging us and that you've given us the capacity to forgive others. Father, my prayer is that everybody hearing this broadcast, uh, either through the podcast, the the Audible, or through Facebook um, or the video, that they would first seek you about who they need to forgive in their life, that they follow through with that and actually forgive. And Father, where where hearts are in need of healing, where people are hurt, frustrated, and battling these things that come along with all this unforgiveness and coming along with the hurt that people did to us, Father, you're the ultimate healer, and I'm praying for that that healing of that hurt. And I'm praying for you to move in a way that shows who you really are. And do this in a way that shows off who you are, brings glory to you. And I ask you these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. I know this one's gone a little bit longer, but it's oh, awesome. I got to do it with my pastor, so I'm super happy oh, about it's this. It's a great so. honor to be here. Thank you so much. This was uh, nothing like being a part of. It's one thing to just see, one thing to see what God's doing, but a whole nother blessing and a whole nother level to actually be a part of it. So, so um, awesome. Uh, 6.30 every morning, while well, I've got Pastor Jason on here, 6.30 every morning, um, you can listen live on Facebook, live uh, through the Clarendon First Assembly of God, Clarendon First Assembly of God Facebook page. Um, there is a service that goes on live at 6.30 every morning. Every day. Um, it's just a neat time, and uh, the Lord pours into our lives through doing this. So uh, I invite you to come be a part of that that's what helped Amen. birth this ministry that you're yes. a, you're a part of here now so um 
Pastor, thank you for uh, oh, thank for, you. for being on here tonight with me. and uh, We'll do it again. Doing it in the <laughs> church here. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful night. Um, wonderful. If you're listening to this during the day, I hope you have a wonderful day. And may the Lord be with you and bless you. Amen. We'll see you all next time.